chapter 2 this week, and so we're going to ask a question. And the question is, have I got your attention yet? That's the question that God asks his disobedient preacher, Jonah, after Jonah denies God's will and runs off and tries to escape on a ship to Tarshish. And as we saw last week, Jonah has gotten himself into a real pickle. He has been thrown into the sea and been swallowed by a fish. So we might ask ourselves the question, what does grace look like? And the answer is, well, sometimes it looks like the open mouth of a great fish. Now, when last we left Jonah, he was facing this terrifying prospect of being swallowed by the fish. And all because Jonah had refused to follow God's commandment to preach to the Ninevites. Jonah turned a deaf ear to God's assignment. So God took steps to get Jonah's attention. Did he succeed? Well, let's see what the word of God says. And the Lord appointed a great fish to swallow up Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. And then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the belly of the fish saying, I called out to the Lord out of my distress and he answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol I cried, and you heard my voice. For you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the flood surrounded me. All your waves and your billows passed over me. And then I said, I am driven away from your sight, yet I shall look again upon your holy temple. The waters closed in over me to take my life. The deep surrounded me, weeds were wrapped about my head at the root of the mountains. I went down to the land whose bars closed over me forever. Yet you brought me up from the pit, O Lord, my God. And when my life was fainting away, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer came to you into your holy temple. Those who pay regard to vain idols forsake their hope of steadfast love. But I, with the voice of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you What I have vowed, I will pay. Salvation belongs to the Lord. And the Lord spoke to the fish, and it vomited Jonah out upon the dry land. This is the word of the Lord. Now, did the Lord get Jonah's attention? Well, yes, he did, but apparently not right away. It's noteworthy that Jonah was in the fish's belly three days and three nights before he began to pray. It must have taken that long for Jonah to realize that God hadn't sent the fish to take his life, but to preserve his life. Jonah was probably waiting for the end to come for three days, thinking to himself, there's no way I'm going to get out of this one. I have really done it this time. But he didn't die. In fact, after three days, it must have begun to dawn on him that the pain he thought was for his punishment had rather been sent for his salvation. God speaks to us through the things that happen to us in life, you know. C.S. Lewis said it best when he said, God whispers to us in our pleasures, speaks to us in our conscience, but shouts in our pain. Pain is God's megaphone to rouse a deaf world. Jonah was being intentionally deaf to God's will for his life, so God broke out his megaphone to get Jonah's attention. God didn't have disaster in mind for Jonah. He actually had restoration in mind. 
And that's the way God is. He's always looking for a way to make lemonade out of the lemons that we produce in our life. Well, did it work? It did. It's interesting to note that Jonah's prayer in verses 1 through 9 is a prayer of thanksgiving to God for sparing his life. Jonah's prayer is not a request to be saved from the fish, but a thanksgiving for being saved by the fish, says the ESV Study Bible. And this is fascinating for us to consider. The fish, which doubtless terrified Jonah, that fish was sent from God for the purpose of sparing Jonah's life rather than taking it. And if you think about it, that same principle holds true for everyone who's put their faith in Jesus. There's an old hymn that tells us, The flames shall not hurt you, I only design, your dross to consume and your gold to refine. Even when God has to chastise his children, his purpose is always refinement, correction, and restoration, never destruction. Jonah got the message and offered God a sincere prayer of thanksgiving for sending the fish to swallow him. Finally, notice that when Jonah worshipped, God spoke to the fish and out came Jonah. God gave Jonah a second chance. Jonah didn't deserve this, but God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, bears with us graciously over and over again until we're finally formed once and for all into the image of his dear son, Jesus. That's what he's after through all of his workings in our lives. God has predestined each one of his children to be conformed to the image of his son, Jesus. Sometimes that process takes us through the belly of a fish. But even when that happens, it's God's grace at work in our lives for our ultimate good. God's grace really is amazing. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your amazing grace. You have wonderful ways of getting our attention, and sometimes those ways of getting our attention are frightening to us or painful to us beyond the telling. And yet we know that we are safe in your hands. We know that just like Jonah, you intend to heal us, restore us, to give us a second chance, rather than just folding us up like a discarded piece of paper and casting us away. No, you never do that with your children. Your intention is always to refine us, to form us into the image of our Savior, Jesus. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your graciousness. Help us to appreciate you and love you for who you really are, because we ask it in Jesus' name. Well, thanks for joining us again today. We're glad you've taken another trip with us through this book of Jonah. And we want you to remember that God's intention for us is always to be gracious, to form us into the image of His Son. 